as always, uh, it is thrilling we have this gentleman on. We were, we were supposed to have him on yesterday, but we had some technical difficulties. But we are able to tell you that Joe Theismann is here, Super Bowl champion, NFL MVP, All-Pro quarterback, friend of the program. Joe, good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to hop on today after we couldn't get you on yesterday. Oh, no problem, Bill. It worked out good. I was supposed to be traveling today, and uh, I stayed in one place for a little while, which I don't do very often, so it worked out really well. And I'll get uh, just my Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and safe holidays to everybody uh, out front here. Merry Christmas to you, too. Happy Holidays. Hope you have some plans. Uh, we, um, we've we had this conversation about Brock Purdy, Joe, and I'm, I'm really interested in your, in your take here. Obviously, that young player has been exceptional this year. He is the favorite to join the ranks of guys like you who have won MVPs in this league. The Niners are clearly, I, I think, the best team in the NFL. My, my question for you about Brock Purdy is, and it's not a shot at Brock, I'm just I'm curious about how much situation matters. How many guys do you think there are that are starting in the NFL today that if they had started their careers in the Bay, under that coach, under that staff, with those weapons, would have a chance to have the same level of success as Brock Purdy? Uh, you know, I think there's a couple factors you have to consider. One is the intellect. This is not a simple system. It's a, uh, very, it's a very complex system. And keeping that in mind, I think you need the mental aptitude to be able to play uh, in, in Kyle's systems. And, uh, you know, you look at Brock. Brock doesn't throw the ball hard. Brock throws a very catchable ball. Um, you know, like, it's like Tua throws a very catchable ball. And so what you see with guys that don't have strong arms is great anticipation. And you look at the play designs. You look at the placement of the ball. Um, you know, he's just getting better and better. And you look at the losses they had, and Brock wasn't available. Trent wasn't available. Dabble wasn't available. So, you know, I mean, I think that a system has, you know, a little bit to do with it, but you have to have the right kind of people to be successful. It, this is a people business, like every business. But this is a people business. If you don't have those weapons around the individual there and that individual isn't capable of comprehending what's necessary, you're not going to have success. You have the perfect storm in San Francisco. Joe, have you seen enough from Brock Purdy to believe that this is who he is, that he can be a top quarterback in the NFL for the rest of his career? Yeah, I do. I do. Obviously, health is the biggest factor, Bill. I mean, you have to stay healthy. Um, that's the biggest thing. And you look at Lamar over the last couple of years, missing the end of the seasons. I mean, you know, he is certainly an MVP candidate. Probably would have been over the last couple of years as well. I mean, I was listening to the interview the other night, and he's just excited to be able to play in December. I mean, a poor kid for the last couple of years hasn't had a chance to do it. And he's a, he is a quarterback who's really, I think, only just starting to scratch the surface in this new style of offense. Uh, to be able to, to be as better than he's been. We know how dynamic he is, but he's got growth ahead of him as well. But, yeah, I think Brock – I think what we're seeing out of Brock is Brock. We don't see the emotional highs and lows. He's in great control of himself, and he understands what's going on on the football field. Just as a, you know, sort of a counter to that is you, you look at Trevor Lawrence the other night at the end of the half, you complete a pass inbounds. You can't do that. You can't do the game is played mentally at that position more so than physically because most guys that that play the quarterback position in the NFL have the physical capabilities to be able to play. There's the game management, the whole aspect, which is, you know, obviously another 
question for another time regarding quarterbacks and managers. Everybody manages a game. That's our job. Uh, it's probably It should be the number one description. Forget how, how hard you throw the ball. Forget about other things. How do you manage a game? And, and you know, Brock has all those, all those boxes checked. Joe, I, I – the, the league. Yeah, I did too. I mean, he's been – look, he's been exceptional other than, what, those three losses where he was missing some, some key weapons. And the Niners, Joe, are clearly, right now, the best team in football. They are dominant on both sides of the ball. But let's just say through a stumble or injury, and they've had bad luck in the past, let's just say the Niners are not the team – when we do get to the playoffs to come out of the NFC, who do you see other than those guys who you wouldn't be utterly shocked if they're playing in Vegas in the Super Bowl in February? I think there's a separation between them and everybody else. The, the one team that I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the cards fall right are the Detroit Lions. I think, I think they're dynamic on defense. They can be dynamic. Obviously, the Eagles and Cowboys are other two teams that come to mind. But I think... You know, to me, the Buffalo Bills in the AFC, if they start playing good football, and oh, by the way, they took the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, and you look at what they did to the Dallas Cowboys, who are basically a pass-rushing unit, period, and ran the ball down their throat. But I, I think the Detroit Lions, to me, are very intriguing. They don't get too far off kilter as long as, uh, you know, Jared protects the ball. And if, if they don't make the mistakes, I think they can be a tough out. Uh, Joe Theismann here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Joe, I'm just going to ask this as open-ended as I can, and you take it any direction you want. What do you make of the Kansas City Chiefs this season? Uh, erratic, schizophrenic. Um, their problem is drop passes. You know, Patrick, I think you know, when you look at the way these games have come and gone, Patrick Mahomes is playing at a very high level. It's just the support system around him, specifically the wide receivers, have just betrayed him in so many different situations. I watch a game, and I see a a first and ten pass that's going to pick up eight yards, and a guy drops it, or it goes through somebody's hands. And I I think, you know, Andy's going to stay with Tony. Andy's going to stay with the people he has. He's always been that way. It's not like he's going to sit him down, although I'm sure a lot of people are saying, you just can't keep putting the ball on the ground. You can't keep dropping a, a couple balls a game. Because it changes the dynamic. Things are so close at this level of the, of the great teams that you can't have, afford to have those kind of mistakes and expect to overcome them. I think the Chiefs, if they, if they get right and they catch the ball, they're definitely in a you know, competitive state in the AFC. I mean, Joe, Joe Theisen on the show. Joe, you're 100% right, and it's just, it, it is, to me, crazy to think how basic something like catching the football is at that level of, of the NFL and how consistently poor the Chiefs have been on that front to the point where we've seen clips of Mahomes being frustrated. We, we, we know they have not won some of the games they should have. You're in a unique, unique position to give us some insight here. It's not every season that a championship-level team, a defending champion, a team that still has a chance to win a Super Bowl, is largely struggling or, or inconsistent, and they are 9-5, and five because their receivers can't catch the ball. In that situation, yeah. as a quarterback... What are you? What is the vibe like after games and practice? Are you talking to these guys? Are you are you saying what the hell, dude? Do your job? Are you trying to act like it's not going on? Like you don't talk about a no hitter? I mean, what what is the approach of the quarterback when we're this deep in the season and guys have the drops and it feels like it's contagious? You have to stay positive. 
You have to stay positive in that position. You have to encourage that individual because I've always said this, Bill. You know, some of the stuff that's been dropped have been very easy passes. But through the course of a season, those receivers are going to make some spectacular catches. They're going to, you know, the 50-50 balls, they're going to win those particular situations. So, you know, things have a way of leveling themselves out. And from a quarterback's perspective, you're going to make mistakes. You know, you don't want some receiver coming up to you after you throw an interception and say, why'd you throw it there? You know, all you, you open a can of worms in a locker room, which is a very sacred place in my mind, that you just don't go. It's the coach's job to correct the players. It's the coach's job to let the guys know that you have to do a better job. And, and the thing is, is there, and this is the thing you have to impress on whomever's having an issue, there are a lot of guys counting on you. We believe in you. You're on this 53-man roster because we believe in you. But if you continue in the direction you're going, we've got to make a change. I don't want to sit you down, but I may have to only because you're not giving us a chance to win football games. That's the job of a coach. Patrick's job is, yeah, you get, you get angry. You get upset. You know, you, you absolutely. I mean, you're frustrated because you want to win. And this is a guy that's helped you win and has to help you again. And so to me, it's, uh, you, you stay as level as you can and you stay as encouraging as you can. It's it's obviously correctable, right? I mean, it, obviously catching the football is something that that is correctable that that could swing the other direction. The Chiefs have made and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's four consecutive AFC championship, five consecutive AFC championship games, three of the last five Super Bowls, and they've won two of them. They're obviously a very talented football team. What are the odds you think they can make it? That they will make it at a minimum six consecutive AFC championship games this upcoming season, given. How much parity? I'm just looking at the standings now. Just how many teams are, are interesting but have question marks on the AFC side? Uh, I just it's amazing. You have Miami, Baltimore. You know, go back to the go back to the AFC Championship game a year ago. Had it not been probably for a hit out of bounds by Cincinnati, Cincinnati might have represented. I mean, yeah, that's how that that's how close and how important catching one football is, Bill. And when you look you look at the way Cincinnati has gotten as have won Super Bowls. You look at how close they've come to not winning those things. I mean, and AFC championship games, how close they've come to not getting there. They've found a way to do it. But it can't all be just on Patrick's shoulders. And you have to look at somebody's history. Tony had a history, I believe, in New York of putting the ball on the ground, too. It's wide receivers and running backs, you can make those corrections. But it has to be the player that makes the difference. You know, I think, remember, remember Tiki Barber? In New York, he was putting the ball on the ground. Then he made an adjustment. He, he helped himself be a better running back, be a better ball carrier. Um, Tony's the same way. And, and, and it really is, you know, they're the ones that are most obvious. From a receiving standpoint, you're out there all by yourself. And the ball's going right through your hands. And, you know, and, and, you know Travis not being 100% healthy, I think, also affects that football team. But uh, I, I just, you know, I really feel like Kansas City is, is – skating on thin ice right now. I mean, they're really relying, which, you know, has been an issue for years to a degree, is they're really relying on their defense to be able to, you know, keep them in games uh, instead of, you know, sort of complementing one another, offense and defense. It's been the defense that has been able to do it. Uh, Joe, really interesting Dolphins-Cowboys game this weekend. In a lot of ways, they're mirrors of each other in some way. I mean, they are both second in their respective 
conferences. They both have really impressive 10-4 and records, but have not been exceptional. They haven't even been great against winning teams, and they're both very, very good at home, and that is their strength. This game is in Miami, and I'm curious your view on this game this weekend. I'm just curious in general which of these teams you believe in more the rest of the way. Well, it, it, I don't think I don't know if Miami can run the football against the Dallas Cowboys. If Miami can't get some semblance of a running game, it's going to be a long day for Tua. But you know, he's a stationary quarterback. He gets the ball out of his hands quickly. You know, you don't know what Tariq's condition is going to be. In all likelihood, I'm sure he's going to play. Uh, Waddle is the same way. I mean, you've got, you know, you're going to have to deal with them. The Cowboys secondary. Uh, has been susceptible if their play if their if their pass rushers can't get what they need to do. Yeah, they're going to have to block Micah Parsons. That, I mean, that's you have to figure out a way to keep him contained. You do not want to a in third and eights, third and nines, third and elevens. You, you know, you just don't want to get yourself into long yardage situations because they'll turn the dogs loose, and uh, you're not going to have a lot of success against that. Miami's got to figure out a way to keep the stay ahead of the chain. That's got to be the key for them, um, and and making good decisions for two when the ball's you know when the ball's in your hand. But I, I think you know Dallas has to look at what happened to them last week, and I don't know if Miami has the firepower to do what Buffalo did or what people are going to do. They're going to play going forward, uh, run the football against that defense. So, you know, to me, you know, if I was going to pick one in this game, I'd probably lean toward Dallas because I think their defense can create more problems than Miami's defense can create for Dallas's offense. Uh, Joe Theismann, always amazing to have you on the show. We're almost to, to that holiday week. Happy holidays, safe travels if you're traveling, and as always, absolute pleasure to, to have you on. Thank you for, for making time. Same to you, my friend. Look forward to catching up again. Take care.